Hello everyone, I hope you're enjoying your Saturday afternoon and had a good time during the National Day holiday. Ahlan bikum to the episode 3 of the Talking Tales All Passion All Pets. This is the part 2 of a previous episode, Alpha Theory What the F. I am Sa'ad Khalil, your host. For those who have missed out the last episode, let's just recap. In our part 1 episode, I have talked about what is the alpha theory, why it was debunked, and shared some scenarios. Today, I'm going to continue with some more real examples and consequences of those actions. So, tune in and stay tuned. Over the years, many studies have shown that outdated theories can do a lot of harm to your dog and create further behavioral problems. In our last episode, I have shared why alpha or dominant theory does not work, hence it is advisable to use science-based methods to communicate, train, and work with your dog. Dogs are simply animals with their own needs, instinctual drive, and have their own sets of communication or language. It sounds silly, but there are people out there who strongly believe that they must be the pack leader to get the dog to be obedient and so on. Now, before we get to the examples, let's talk about the language people often use. The way we talk, the word choices we use, sets the tone of the relationship with our dog. For example, majority of people and even trainers use the words like command or obedient. Modern behavioral and cognitive science teaches us more about the complexity of dogs' mind and the way they think, learn, and explore the world around them. Dogs are always eager to learn, and it is our job to find out what motivates them. Is it food, toys, or playtime? The old-school method will encourage you to use the word like command or command your dog to obey and many certified behaviorists will agree that it is quite outdated and has a negative tone to it. After all, many people consider their dog to be their best friend. So why choose that tone of voice for your relationship? The word command implies a master and servant relationship between man and dog. However, the word cue implies a much healthier relationship which we truly are trying to teach our dog what we want from them. Julia and I personally use the word cue when talking to our friends, families, as well as our members. That's how we explain what we're trying to do with our dogs. It makes me feel comfortable. It goes well with my ethos, with my principle, as well as my pet buddies. I do not want to command our dogs. I want our dogs to learn. They are children and I want to be a kind and loving mummy. Here's a challenge for you. Swap the word command for cue. C-U-E, cue. And the word obedient to mannered or manners. I bet that you will feel more comfortable, gentle and loving you will notice the difference in your relationship with your dog. Now let's talk about some real examples when people choose to be, I quote, a dominant or a pack leader with their dogs. (laughs) 
But first, I want to remind you all that I'm not here to judge. Some of you may be doing what I'm about to share or have done in the past. Um, that's all right if you have done in the past and you're trying to change that. I'm here to share knowledge and spread awareness because I believe that everyone got to learn and we have to start from somewhere. So let's move on to example one. Show your dog who's the pack leader when they're eating by taking away their bowl away and put it back. And if they try to growl at you or snap, say no or stand right in front of them with eye contact so he or she does not challenge you. Now, let's imagine that you are at a restaurant enjoying your meal and suddenly a waiter comes by, take away your plate. How would you feel? Oh, well, I can tell you, I will be very furious about it. No one touch my plate when I'm eating, all right? <laughs> now, your dog doesn't understand what you're trying to do here. So all he or she wants is to enjoy that meal. And if you keep doing that, the next time, the dog will probably eat even faster or feel less comfortable during mealtime. And worse of all, will begin to resource God by either growling or snap and even bite. Example two, similar to example one, I have personally seen few videos on Instagram where people would ask their dog, well, command more like it, to stop eating and take the bowl away and put it down again. In all of these videos, I can clearly see that the dog is confused, the body language shifted, tail down and tuck and feels in intimidated by the owner. Stop doing that, people. You are just creating a problem. Not now, even maybe later. Because dogs learn through actions and body language. And they can predict what's about to happen. Now, resource guarding is not to be taken lightly. Such behavior can escalate very quickly and dangerously. A management plan will have to be put in place to modify the dog's behavior. And this should only be done with the help of certified dog behaviorists. Not just any random people who say they're a dog trainer. I'm talking about certified dog behaviorists who understands why or how to tackle such behavior. Example 3. If your dog is fearful of something, you should keep exposing your dog to it. Lead the pack and he or she will learn and follow. Don't comfort your dog as they will not learn and seek more attention from you next time. Some of you may have heard this or given advice to do so. The fact is, fear cannot be reinforced. Behavior can be reinforced with conditioning. Fear is an emotion and emotion cannot be reinforced. Imagine if you fear spiders and I would lock you up in a room with spiders so you can get over your fear. Would you? I bet you would be so traumatized by that experience. In order to tackle your fear, I will have to work on changing your emotions. I'm not going to go into detail about this now, perhaps in our next episode. But what I want you to know is that it applies to your dog as well. You don't need to be the pack leader. Be a good parent. Comfort your fearful dog. Be that security blanket. 
After all, wouldn't you want to hold on to someone if you're walking into a horror house or that room with spiders? Your instinct will make you grab anything inside to protect yourself. You will want to run away, stay away from that scary thing. And remember that your dogs go through the same thing. Don't force it. Do not try to make your dog go or overcome their fear by forcing them into situation. There are ways to work on it. Before I end the episode, this is one thing that I always do and I would like to request you guys to ask yourself, why are you teaching your dog those cues or those tricks? Is it for fun? Is it for their safety? For example, like recall. Why are you teaching recall? It's for their safety, right? If you want to let your dog off leash, you should prove that. You should make sure that your dog will come back to you 100% of the time. No matter what, that's what recall is for. And if you're going to dominate your dog, most likely your dog is never going to come back because it's not fun being around you. So make sure that your dog will always want to be with you. Don't be fooled. And this is where I always remind people. Do not be fooled by people carrying their pouch and at the same time jerking your dog, you know, correcting that leash. That's not positive reinforcement. That's a very different method of training. I'm referring to 100% positive reinforcement. It takes time to modify behavior. No one gets over their fear in a day. Rome wasn't built in a day. Remember that everything takes time. It's your responsibility as dog parents or pet parents to make sure that you are consistent, you are kind, and you are helping your dog to go through whatever it is, fear. You're building that confidence with your dog through positive association. So always ask yourself, why am I doing this with my dog? Why am I teaching this? If it's so fun, great, have fun. Do the spin, do the rollover, but enjoy it. Be kind. The tone is important. I have often heard people say, sit, rather than sit rather than, you know, down, down. You don't need to go overboard with it. Just be kind. Remember to be kind. So that's all for today, guys. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the podcast. Join me again on the 26th of December. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or anchor and you will never have to miss any episode again. Uh, Bye for now and take care.